three, two, one. Wow, that's a big delay. I <laughs> didn't work, did it? Humans, gentle ladies, madmen, ladies and gentlemen, dreamers and dreams alike, and welcome to the Devolver Digital, ooh, Devolver Digital Forkcast here at DevolverDigital.com. Hello, I'm your co-host Robbie, and this week I'm alone because JM has got the uh, the week off this week, and he is building a boat. Uh you may expect that to be some kind of pithy joke uh, made at JM's expense because he's not here to defend himself, but he genuinely is building a boat this week. So uh, when JM returns, we will uh, no doubt learn more about uh, his boat building uh, experience and uh, normal business shall be resumed. This week... Um, I have replaced JM uh, with a good friend of mine called Gary. Uh, Gary is a freelance photographer and uh, has worked in and around the video games industry as kind of a freelance creative person for over a decade. Um, uh, He's worked with uh, lots of different, uh, mainly indie developers, um, but he is also uh, worked with a lot of uh, the press and uh, people like that and various different events and things. Um, so we're going to, uh, I thought it would be interesting to talk to him about how he became involved in the video games industry because he's sort of coming at it from a different a different way. I guess, um, you know, he's not a video games developer. He's not working in marketing or uh production or any of these things he's coming uh, from from another creative field um effectively and kind of creating his own little niche in the video games industry so i thought that'd be interesting and we also come on to talk about uh, some of the games uh, that first got gary into video games and then we uh spend a long time <laughs> um meandering down uh, a dead end street talking about fighting games as you all know i have been uh playing street fighter a lot recently i'm sort of learning it properly for the first time and gary is one of my friends who uh plays those games and uh gives me advice so we spend a bit of time talking about that and various other bits and pieces in between so without further ado um we'll go into the episode now Right, okay. Um, hello, Gary. Oh, hello. Fun <laughs> to see Hi. you there. Yes, hello. How are you today? I'm in a miserable hellscape of a pandemic. But apart from that, yeah, yeah, great. I mean, we're all in the hellscape, Gary. We are. All right, all right. I'm just saying. I'm just but saying I'm also in it. We make the best of a bad situation. <laughs> the the um, sun's shining, and that's great. That's true. Yeah, the sun is shining. And that's uh, all we welcome, need. Welcome, welcome to... The Devolver Digital Forecast. Thank you. Are you excited? I'm very excited. Can you tell? This is the first time I've seen your face in... God, I don't even know. Well over a year. Yeah, I know. We usually... There's usually just like textual messaging. Yes. But nothing nothing facial like this. This No, we're getting full facial today, which is fantastic, (laughs) I must say. It's beautiful. (laughs) It's been a long time. Looking just as lovely as ever. Oh, well, thank you. You too, my friend. My hair's got long as well. I know, we're both looking very hairy today. What's your plan? Are you planning for a post-pandemic snip? Shave? I'm going to be shaved from head to to toe, yeah. (laughs) Full wax. (laughs) It's close as closely shaved as possible <laughs> every so square inch yeah just look like a, a newborn <clears throat> baby or like, like snooker uh, ball keanu reeves in the matrix when he first comes out of the matrix oh yeah good and luck he gets good born luck. out of a, a little um 
What are they? Like a little cocoon pod? type thing? Like a, a reality pod, pod or something? Pod. Pod. I call it a pod. Gary, who are you? Oh, and uh, why are you here? Because people are listening now <laughs> and uh, oh, they, they, are. they <laughs> are probably they wondering answers. who on earth you are um, and, and why you're here. So uh, let's start with uh, give us your give us your name. Give us your your title. Give us your uh, what you do for a living and your um, measurements. Oh well. <laughs> now let's 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 deal with the disambiguation part first. If I was a Wikipedia article, there's like a bit oh, of disambiguation. Right, yeah, there a few? <clears throat> so I'm known as Gary Gary yes. Duton on Twitter and other social media, <laughs> but my real name to break kayfabe is Gareth Dutton. Wow. Which is quite a mouthful, isn't it? All those sort of Gareth Dutton. It's very, it's a very stuff. English name. I think we have a lot of uh, non uh, non UK listeners. Yes. So uh, this is they, a... they can hang their hat on this being a very, very English name, Gareth Dutton. <laughs> yes. Imagine an extremely white man with the beard. That's <laughs> that's that's what you've got. Yeah. <laughs> Just probably choking. He's not on lying. And uh, I am, first and foremost, a portrait photographer uh, yeah. in and around the games industry. A freelance one. I float around like a little satellite, like a little arty satellite, and I <laughs> pick up projects here and there. And I have been doing that for about 12 years. But wow. I'm also, over time, <clears throat> excuse me, over time of that time, over time of that time, brilliant <laughs> sentence, extended into uh, documentary, like video documentary bits that I do, Writing, podcast interviews with game devs, and anything else I feel like doing, basically. But yeah, I would say primarily, I take photos. Right, and how? So how did you get into photography? Where did that? In general, go? yeah. Um, well, I was very bored. I was living in Manchester. Not that's not boring. I love Manchester. <laughs> it's great. But I, I am from the north, Bolton area, Ooh, to be exciting. specific. Ooh, exciting Bolton. <laughs> We've not um, had many northerners on the show. So. Oh, yes. Here we go. Here we go. Um, I'm repping. And we, um, we, I, uh, basically was doing any old job out of uni. You know, your first jobs, your call centres, you did some HR stuff and all that sort of thing. I was thinking, I, my soul is eroding uh, in a very, you know, very sort of dramatic way that, that arty types do. Yep. I feel my soul eroding and then I started messing around with photography and thinking, I just love this so much. And it was just like piddling about with, back in those days, a Sony Cybershot, which is your kind of, you know, your little handheld point and click fella, point uh, and shoot fella. Yeah, um, I, I think my, so my flatmate uh, is a photographer as well. Uh, well, he he was he was kind of like a more active freelance photographer, and now he now he's not so much. But yeah. he still enjoys taking photos, and he, is, he still has a, a Sony Cyber Shot. I think he's actually mm. gone out with it today. Yeah. Um, so I am familiar with that being like a yes. a trusty companion yeah. freelance <laughs> yeah, photographer. Yeah. It's it was robust. It was yeah. kind of, and that was just. I mean, at the time, that was like it's very low end, like something you'd just pick up. You know, for Christmas or whatever, from Argos or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I just really like doing it, and that was that stage where all photographers go through when they're just dicking about, where they start taking photos of stuff, and you give it titles. So you're like, you see, like, oh, I can see like a lamppost reflected in a puddle there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a photo <laughs> of it and put it in black and white, and I'm gonna call it like, uh, you know, uh, forgotten pass- passports.jpg. Yeah. <laughs> and stick it on the site you know what i mean like yeah. all that kind of stuff and like can you get your like sister-in-law to like pose for a photo and stuff like that and then you're like you stick it on your website and you're like i do headshots you know what i mean all that yeah. sort of shit yeah yeah <laughs> a lot of that um and i i just got more and more like i, I just realized that over time that i just i really don't suit an office and people think I'm weird in an office and I can't sort of (laughs) sit still for long enough when they look weirdly at me and you know the kind of workspaces I'm talking about are like you know insurance calls and uh like housing industry uh HR and recruitment right so like 
which usually you get a slightly more sort of we're, we're mad here in in, in recruitment and you know and I go, yeah, yeah we are and then I turn up and they go oh no not like that though that's I don't like that that's, <laughs> that's, that's too just unpleasant mad. that's weird you'll I don't I don't really like we'll, we'll we'll tolerate you so you know so there's there's never really a culture fit yeah so and over time like it it did sort of become like you know I, I felt it felt a bit stressful I'm like well what, what am I doing I'm not this isn't me you know Thankfully, I have a very supportive wife, and I said, well, I want to do photography. I don't know what. I just want to do it. However it turns up, I'll just, I don't know what area I'll go into, but I just, I love doing it, so I'm going to keep doing it. Um, And I left the housing company I was at and left an advert for my website on my out of office uh, (laughs) just just to get the, um, you know, to get get the people coming in. They were very upset about that. Apparently, one of the managers was like, "That's that's unacceptable. That's absolutely unacceptable. I can't believe he's done that. It's unacceptable." Um, so, and then like, yeah, I, I just tried to find a way in, and there's too much story here, so I'll, I'll cut it a bit short. But no, it's fine. I started doing um, wrestling photography. Because, wrestling, yeah, pro wrestling because I love a bit of pro wrestling, as you know, Robert. I do know, yeah. <clears throat> How as much you... as you, you're, How... you're quite the quite the fiend. <laughs> I wrestle. Anyone, any time. <laughs> just um, ask. Just well, how DM did you get into... So, yeah, how did you get into... So you were kind of going around going, mm. I'm taking photos. Yeah. Lovely wife. See you later. I'm off to take photos. I'll be back. <laughs> you make the money. And <laughs> then... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to pursue my dreams. <laughs> but you, and, then, and then... how? So how did that... How did you get into wrestling photography specifically? Well, I had a friend who was also... Uh, I had a friend from uni who was also like keen into f- photography at the same time as me, who's a very successful guy now. Tez Mercer, he's called. He lives in New Zealand. He does some sick photos. He did a portrait session with, um, what's he called? Taika Waititi. Um, oh, Taika yes, thank you. Mm. Uh, a little wow. while ago. He's a, he's a good boy, both him and my friend. And um, we were both like finding, looking for subjects and we're into wrestling. And there was a local wrestling scene in Wigan. Um, and a training school just outside of Manchester called GPW. <laughs> Sorry, it's just <laughs> go on. I don't know what it is. Just like there's a local wrestling scene. Are you just laughing at Wigan? Is just that what this juxtaposed is? with Wigan. It's yeah. just like oh, it's just beautiful. It's like music oh, to my ears. Can you hear the Hovis advert in your in the background? <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I just can already picture the people. You know, perfect. And um, and we. I actually went to train to do some wrestling. That's why oh, I went wow. there in the first place. And all oh, that hurts a lot. And yeah. I woke up like, I can't get up. Like, we practiced like falling on your back, basically known as back bumps, as we know. Yep. And I couldn't get out. I honestly couldn't get out of bed the next day. I was like, I actually can't sit up. I'm in wow. that much pain. This is ridiculous. Like, I don't think I'm a bit skinny. I'm, I'm skinny fat, so I've got no... I've got no padding where it would be nice to have it. Yeah. yeah. A lot of it where I don't want it. <laughs> yeah. So my spine was all bruised up. I was like, but I like doing this. So I said, can I come back? I want to do like some else. I want to do a bit of refereeing. And also I'm into photography. I want to kind of take some photos ringside, do some portraits of the lads. Yeah. And um, that's kind of where I started doing more of it. And then I've always been an enormous games nerd video games nerd over anything else since i was like four years old um that's my obsession really you know what yeah. i mean and one day I, I basically parlayed that into uh doing it as a as a job by well g- game developers are, are very hmm. similar to wrestlers aren't they yes yeah yeah exactly you can <laughs> see that <laughs> well funnily enough weird link um, the first shoot I did, I was reading um, Games TM magazine, mm-hmm. and I noticed they had a lot of interviewer, uh, sorry, um, developer interviews and profiles. Yeah. <clears throat> so I just, I just like, I think I just phoned the reception and said, "Hello, this is how long ago this was." Imagine phoning a reception. <laughs> yeah. Something out. Do receptions even exist anymore? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All the receptionists have just turned off. Like, how fucking day? Um, <laughs> yeah. I said. Can you give me the art editor's name for Games TM? And he said, Yeah, yeah, here he is. And his email, you know. And I sent him an email and just said, Like, I noticed you've got loads of like um, developer interviews in the magazine. Do you think. I tried to find a way of saying you should really have some portraits to go with that, like any other magazine that isn't yeah. in the games industry because <laughs> it looks a bit shit. Yeah. Why don't you. Can you get with the times, please? But I put it tactfully, right? Right. Um, 
then I linked into my site and it was like, as I was saying before, it was headshots of my friends yeah. and my family. <laughs> yeah. And like just put up as a thing. And um like they came back. So I emailed Edge and GamesTM. I didn't hear from Edge. No, I heard from Edge the next day who said no, but thanks, and we'll talk to you maybe later. Mm-hmm. Um and GamesTM the same day said, Oh yeah, we've got a shoot tomorrow in Soho with Suda fifty one. Uh, what are your rates? Whoa. <laughs> I just went, my rates are, let me just double check. <laughs> I've left my rates let me just call my agent. Somewhere. I'm back to you in a minute. Um, yeah, and obviously Suda's a big wrestling boy. And, yeah. Uh, I went in with my, uh, God, what t-shirt? It was a Lucha t-shirt. Blue Demon? I had a Blue Demon t-shirt. Excellent. And uh, and he commented on it. So like your shirt. He loved. He pops. Yeah, popped in with that. <laughs> and he was brilliant. And like yeah, he, he like great. he totally went in with everything. And like I asked him to do. And back back you know back when I started, it's so funny like the difference in approach. Like I would I would take a, like two pages of notes of what I might get him to do and where yeah. should I where should the light come from? And there's so much like meticulous fun. These days I don't just turn up. I'm like right, well, see what happens. Yeah. But um, you know, it was good to have a concept. And he did all these faces, and we. You know, pulled faces straight into the camera again, and then doing all cool things. He was really cool for it, and and it made yeah. a really good thing. And then I just kept getting asked back, and that started my uh, long journey in in games and in that's doing amazing. stuff around games. Yeah, wow, that's the first time I've ever heard that story. Is it? So, yeah, I've yeah, got I had no idea. I genuinely about... had no idea how you got into it. I don't want to go on too long, but I've got more about how Devolver played an indirect role in me just knowing everyone in the industry. Now. Well, this is the Devolver Digital Forecast. Mm. Um, so let's okay, let's start there. So you're into you get into the games industry. You're yeah. taking photos. Um, how how did you first come across Devolver then, or how has that played a part? So when there were gaps in like commissions from like games tm and that sort of thing i started to get a bit frustrated with the lack of stuff coming in mm-hmm. which little did i know is exactly how freelance works freelance <laughs> yeah freelance works all the time and that's going to be <laughs> yeah. my life forever so i'm like oh okay this is this is this is what it's like all the time <laughs> yeah uh back then i thought it was unusual oh um, you never oh you never <laughs> You never just have work. Yeah. <laughs> what? Really? Yeah. Surely it just keeps rolling, you build it up, and there's definitely no problems ever. What? <laughs> uh, and, um, yeah, shit. And, and, and um, so I said, I'm going to look and find some stuff for myself. And I asked around the journalists I was working with if they know of any, like, indie studios. Mm-hmm. And he said, one of the chaps there, Matt Handrahan, said... Uh, there is one called Hello Games, and they're up in. Um, Where are they again? Guildford. Bright- I thought they were in Brighton. Guildford. Yeah, Guildford. I had Bournemouth in my head, but that's uh, that's the well, offices that's imagined, of. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, Guildford. So I was like, all right, cool. Um, went and got hold of them. Did this kind of ongoing. That's when I started the idea of like having these ongoing documentaries. Right. Was that? Was that? Were they working on No Man's Sky at the time? Sadly, no. This is the such a shame. Before that, is it? They were working on Joe Danger Two, the movie, which is a great little game. <laughs> yeah, but it's not quite had the impact for them, or indeed in the industry as <laughs> No One Sky did. So it's yeah. a little bit too early for that. <laughs> but they had like a separate room when I just finished working with them. They they had this separate room where like um, Sean Murray and a couple of the others and were the only ones in there and allowed to know what was going on, and they were starting work on it then. Oh, wow. They had loads of pictures, and they wouldn't tell me, but there's loads of pictures like spaceships up and like Lego uh, men in space and shit like that, and those sci-fi covers that sort yeah, of typify yeah. how it looks and stuff. So it's quite cool. But um, but yeah, slightly too early. But um, then I went with them on a week-long sort of embedded photo documentary thing to Gamescom when they okay. were promoting the game. Yeah. And I'd heard about this game, Hotline Miami. Oh, And I thought, apparently, that it's supposed to be really sick, right? And um, at the... There was, like, an indie booth there. And when I say indie booth, someone had erected, like, a couple of, like... (laughs) Yeah. uh, Those fold-out screens, right? Yeah. But some tables that you might get in a school lunch hall. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, (laughs) and some laptops. And there was Dennis... Is it Weedin or Wedding? Wedding, yeah. Wedding. Yeah. And Dennis was there with his yeah. laptop yeah. and Hotline Miami with it, like just this one copy of it, right? And yeah. I didn't know much about it. I just heard it's supposed to be quite good. Yeah. 
and I met him. He's brilliant. He's just yeah. such a cool guy. He's awesome. He's great. <laughs> we had a good laugh. Um, it was like 40 degrees in Cologne. It's yeah. sweating hot. So always, always minging. Oppressive, minging heat. Place, yeah. The heat was palpably minging. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and um, I said, let's, oh, hey, nice to meet you, man. Let's have a go. So I had to go on this game, and it was like just amazing. As we know, it's brilliant, right? Yeah. But I was so surprised how quickly I was just like, Jesus, I love this. This is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. And the game is like in Miami and it's sweaty and it's 80s and it's hot and it's tense. Yeah. And, and the tr- soundtrack I had his headphones on, the over ear headphones, and the tracks, the soundtrack's just banging in my ears. And I'm, and I'm sweating because it's so fucking hot and because <laughs> the game's like really twitchy and tense. And it's that, yeah. exactly my kind of shit. And it all just added to the experience, it's like a 4D experience. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like, Whoa, I'm in this game, I'm killing people. <laughs> um, and I just loved it, and and we and then I kept because I was there for a week. I kept going back and chatting to Dennis and having another bang on the game. And um, when I went home just for a laugh, I made some Hotline Miami themed images. I tried to make them like uh, d- you know the old Dutch masters paintings, but with like a pig mask and some, okay, yeah. And I, I like I threw some fake blood in my bath and like un- unspooled a, a tape, yeah, a cassette tape, and threw it in there and stuff, and made some cool shit. And that got stolen. Those images got stolen for a feature on the uh, now defunct uh, website Midnight Resistance. Which, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by by Andy Hamilton. <laughs> this Ooh, is the thief. He's a crafty one. Uh, Andy <laughs> and I got in touch with him. He said he thought they were official things because they were so good. So he thought he'd use them right as a back. And anyway, that's how I got to meet him. And then through him, you know, everyone was a big fan. All like journalists of yeah. the time were big fans of that site and then I ended up meeting all those people and ended up knowing everyone like I do today so it's cause of kind of cause of devolver really wow and over the years since of course uh we've invited you along to various mm. events that we've done as well yes and yes you've come along and taken photos and things like that and I know you've worked with a lot of developers that we know or have worked with but separately from Devolver, so yeah. like Roll7, I know you know those guys. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and stuff like that. But who are some of the, um, besides Hello Games, you mm. obviously did the, the, the photo documentary for them. Was that for their, like for their website or for, for their own use? Or Yeah, that was a thing where I just, I said, I'm going to come along and do it and then we'll decide what we'll do with them later. But yeah. w- wouldn't it be a cool idea to just have an ongoing uh, document of what you're doing here and just the relationship between you guys and and yeah so we it there was there was a lot of struggle with what we were going to do with them and they got really busy and really popular towards the end of that so it was mm-hmm. harder for them to like work with me on anything officially so I brought someone else in uh web dev that I think you know called Dave Woolard who's a, a good okay. a good fella another sort of mutual friend situation right and I ended up working with him to make this online sort of uh online website but like he he did all the back-end code to make it almost like a photo book you could mess around okay, with them yeah yeah browse online mm-hmm. and we were trying to come up with something a, a good name and i've got this picture that i still have today it was a meeting where the shit was hitting the fan for hello games and it's sean murray and i sort of framed him via two of his workmates sat on the sofa and he's he's in the middle and he's just got his head in his hands like turned to one side and it's a proper like completely candid like oh, we are fucked sort of moment like his yeah. face is just his proper head in hands like uh perhaps a football player or a soccer player is mr sitter as they say <laughs> that might do you think oh my goodness right. what's happened yep. here yep. um and we were just playing with stuff in the cafe and just like working out what to do and dave put that up and and he he came up with the name which i still use today so he put that and at the top he just wrote making games is fun right because it was just kind of a piss take because it looked like he was having a terrible time (laughs) but then we thought that's actually really good and then we i kept that and then used that for future things so like yeah Yeah, after that i used it for podcasts and and the like yeah Yeah, well, that's a perfect segue. So, um, 
on top of the the photography, you also have a podcast. Mm. Uh, which is weird because you've been a terrible guest on this one so far. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I'll get away with it. <laughs> so tell us about uh, how that came about and, and and a bit more about what you do with sure. uh, Making Games is Fun. So um, it came as an, an evolution. I'm going to put my fingers together in a triangle now because I'm sounding clever. Uh, I did this as an, <laughs> an evolution of the concept um, because, to put it in a more honest way, the, there was loads of good experience doing the Hello Games thing, but I didn't really know what to do with it once I'd finished. I had all these mm-hmm. photos, and I just thought, I just want to sort of document it. And I couldn't think what to do. And, like, I love the photos from it, but mm-hmm. it ended up as a kind of a a bit of a, like, a empty sort of fluff piece, really. It was just kind of like, here's what yeah. the guys do, and sometimes they stop making games, and they, they get some ice creams and ice cream <laughs> Yeah. And you know, it was just a bit like nothing. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like it was good experience it and, and it was cool. Yeah, and I was trying to, so it was just figuring things out, right? Yeah. Um. So the podcast was supposed to sort of develop that a bit more, um, and the idea being that I wanted to interview a game dev about them and who they are and their life, and just something a bit more human, something a bit less. You know, you see dev diaries, but they're always about how great the game's going and how you, you know, how you should definitely buy it. And yeah. look at this, it's a wireframe. Sorry, it's an alarm on my phone. I thought I turned everything off. Um, it was, you know, those dev diaries are, that are done in-house, obviously they're promotional material, mm-hmm. right? And, and oh, that's fair enough, right? Yeah. But I just liked the idea of just getting to the human a bit more and just having a chat with them about who they are, because that's, you know that's what a portrait is as well you know you're portraying somebody so i thought i can sort of bring more facets into it like have an interview with who they are as a person have a chat about how they go into games who they are their hopes and their fears and then accompany that with an actual portrait so i go and see them in person do the podcast interview snap a picture do some writing basically do everything yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> do all bit the bits everything. yeah and and i just i started with indie devs and it's mostly indie indie companies yeah. in terms yeah. of who will let you in, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And but it was really nice and it was really cool. I just got a lot of variety in in the sort of people that make games, and I thought it started to become like a nice document of like, look at the, all the different people from different walks of life who now make games, and like it kind of dispels that myth that it's one kind of person making one kind of game, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's why I did it, because I like doing that. And I like taking photos, so it's another excuse to get portraits made, right? It sure is. <laughs> so how has... Obviously, everything that you do is very people-based. Mm. Yes. Uh, and the pandemic mm-hmm. has been uh, actively kicking our bottoms for yes. the last 18 months it has so what's what how have you adapted in um in that situation have you been able to or have you pretty much just had to like kind of take the year off or mostly with tears yeah. and uh <laughs> and confusion um but i yeah i've i've stripped back i can't do the podcast as it should be in the current state of things so i haven't been doing it instead i've been doing other little bits and a lot of it's just been finding the time and and how to do that um i've got two children you have you know and i am again the fact that my wife is the one who actually consistently makes reasonable money uh means that i it is down to me to keep them sorted out because you know i need to be useful in some way can't just do fun things all the time Uh, (laughs) so like and and looking after two children is definitely not fun no it can't i mean it's nice (laughs) it's nice and it's impossible at the same time imagine something that's great and awful um (laughs) But, you know, they, they really do take up a lot of my time now. Yeah, so I've had yeah. to really um, adjust what I do, um, mm-hmm. which is absolutely fine. But yeah. the, I think, the, I think the, the difficulties and the pain came from, like, working out what the hell do I actually do now when the pandemic yeah. gets. Like, what, what is it? What am I about? And I've, I've tried loads of little mini bits and bobs. Yeah. Um, but the, 
YouTube channel is something that I use more often now, and it's like there's a mix of things. I've got a little mini series going now called Free Roam, which is like a, a video uh, podcast, so like a little chat show where I just I've I'm pretty early into it. Run, I think I've recorded the fourth one the other day and working on it now. But it's the idea of it is it's not a replacement for the podcast. It's something different. So yeah. we don't go into there's no portraits. We don't go into it's not an interview. We mm-hmm. sit and, and I, I bring people, returning guests and other people I know to, to have like a really, perhaps too casual shit chat where we just <laughs> have, just talk shit and have a yeah. laugh. And then I, whatever we talk about, I put like uh, videos pop up to reference those things, whatever okay. it might be and the, you know, yeah, that yeah, sort of thing. So it's just that like, it's supposed to be totally separate and just like a total laugh. Just a yeah. complete laugh, mate. Because part, apart from anything, I need something that's easy and, and, and just nice rather than... Yeah thinking about it like i need to keep putting out content because it's mm-hmm. just literally horrific for my mental health if i try yeah. and do that whilst putting the girls in and out of school washing all their clothes and everyone's clothes hoovering the fucking place Dish, you know like it's like it needs to fit in when and where never and wherever right yeah um so yeah like that's that's how i've adapted really it's mo- it's more about accepting the change rather than like yeah uh I suppose it's helped a lot of people kind of find some focus in some ways. Mm, Yeah. Rather than just kind of like, you know, just throwing all this shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. It's like you finally go, well, I've got X amount of time available Mm. to me on a weekly basis. So what can I achieve in that time? Yeah, I think that's quite good for me because my brain doesn't work that well in that way. So that's been difficult, but I think it's sort of trained me to go, how can I effectively use like these three hours that I've got in between to to make sure I don't just fucking squander them, like sitting on Twitter and reading nonsense or, you know, how do I focus for a little bit just to and focus on one thing and do it in a way that I'm happy with how it comes out. You know, that's actually a skill that I really didn't have before and i i'm i don't know if i've got it amazingly now but like i'm better than i was so well it's yeah i mean nobody's it. i mean talking about creatives you know mm. you're, you're basically just doomed for a life of <laughs> you know never-ending anxiety and, <laughs> yeah. and guilt and the rest of it so yeah absolutely I think, yeah it's the small victories really and and finding the joy in uh you know the things that you can do and the things that you're mm. Um, that you know you can finish you know you can you, yes. you can finish something and go I achieved that I did that um, yeah that's really I find that's really important yeah I, and I think like it's also evolved like the my situation's evolved as the girls have gotten older and my time is different and smaller yeah pandemic or not so I'm now focusing on like luckily which is really nice because my this bit's not really nice. Because my youngest is was born disabled. I've mm-hmm. had the first of my jabs already because she counts as a vulnerable person. I've got a second yeah. one coming up in two weeks, and then two weeks after that, because apparently you have to wait two weeks for it to uh, take full effect. Did yeah. you know? I'm sure you did. Um, uh, I'm already then... licking fucking yeah <laughs> park benches and lampposts, mate. You're loving it. There. I um you know I, I'm gonna be able to go out there and take photos again. Um, I'm planning to do an outdoor one next weekend, actually. Yeah. So that'll be quite nice. So yeah, like, because obviously, yeah, June the June the twenty first, the restrictions yes. left yes. in the UK. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's great that you yeah. gonna start to be able to kind of go out and about and start taking photos again. I've definitely missed it, yeah. and I hope I remember how to do it. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be fine. I'm sure. <laughs> Well, moving away from mm. uh, your life story and your sure. career, um, I'd like to know what first got you into video games. Can you remember what the first game was that you I played can. or the first one that you really loved? I can remember the first one I played as well. It was uh, a Roadrunner that was on the Amstrad. Wow. Roadrunner as like, in Wiley Coyote. That's the fella. That's the fella. Oh my god! Uh, I was like four, maybe five, four yeah. or five, and actually, you know, you know 
That's pathetic. Like, what's your first memory, right? That's my first memory. Hundred <laughs> percent. I don't remember anything else until I'm about I don't know ten or something. Like, yeah. it's a six well, it's year. It's weird you say that because when I think back, I can remember the first game that I played. Yeah. And I mean, the thing is, when you're that young, it's difficult to know when exactly when in the timeline things happened. So. I can remember other small things from being very, very young, but I don't know if they came before or after I played mm. Barbarian on the oh. ZX Spectrum. That this was literally came up on the last yeah. episode of Free Run Barbarian. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the best games ever made. Topics, topics covered where the instant beheading move, which yep. could, which could uh, bypass the like life the bar. spinning one where you spin around like that. Insta-kill. Uh, yeah. The web of death being the shittest move yeah. possible would just spin your blade about and it doesn't actually hit anything. It's complete no. crap. Uh, and the goblin who yeah, came the and goblin pulled who the... comes and kicks your head off. And whether he's me. laughing or chewing, because on the Commodore 64 it went... <laughs> and you couldn't tell what that noise was, whether it was laughter <laughs> or, like, you know, eating. Maybe he's just got a tick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk yeah, about it just, it's a tick. does it all the time and was like i'll just ignore him it's very it's very stressful having to like carry corpses off as your job it's not yeah. you're gonna it's gonna have an effect on you some way isn't it so bless is. him at least he's got work though do you know at what least i mean he's at least got he's work. getting work <laughs> yeah. he's got purpose it's really, it's really dried up in the pandemic though no corpses yeah. to shift well i mean he's got he's got purpose that's that's yeah. all he needs <laughs> um, so roadrunner road yeah that was your first game and you were just, that... uh, you were the roadrunner, and you had to pick up corn off the floor or seed right. or whatever it was. Yeah, you know, little little triangle piles of seed yeah. or whatever. That, whilst while a character chases you, so it was kind of like, like a Pac-Man almost, but not right, really. Okay. But like it was a side scroller, but you had to like choose the right path to run away, and he would chase yeah. you. And I honestly, just remember like shrieking with joy <laughs> and laughter as like while they carry caught me. And obviously, the shittest little games like yeah, yeah. you know. And I was like, oh, brilliant! <laughs> I didn't say this is fucking brilliant. I was four, but <laughs> I certainly uh, embodied the spirit of this is fucking brilliant as I was playing it. Um, <laughs> and and yeah, and then I just kept playing, and I've never stopped. And just my god, my god, it's all encompassing, isn't it? <laughs> It really is. So what are your, what what ticks your boxes these days when it comes oh. to video games? I would say I'm almost too, uh, almost too specialised at the moment in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really nothing, I enjoy nothing more than the ability to, like, express myself in some way via, like, especially via combat combat mechanics yeah so if the combat mechanics are really tight really uh varied and layered and and exciting and it's all about how they feel that is my number one absolute number one requirement for something to really really stick with me so obviously i mean unsurprisingly your dark souls your bloodborns right yeah. you know resident evil 4 uh, and all the fighting games of course which is an yeah. absolute honestly a curse on my life because i would have played i play loads of games anyway i would have i would have played about ten thousand more than i have if it wasn't for <laughs> those hours being sunk into street fighter and so on yeah oh. well yeah so the listeners the regular listeners to this podcast will know about my street fighter journey mm. my recently uh the, the one that i've recently embarked upon <laughs> uh that you're very familiar with as well because uh, yes. we have a group chat where we all talk about fighting games and mm-hmm. uh everyone is very good or everyone is a everyone is a different skill levels yeah let's put it that way i'm floating somewhere around the bottom of that <laughs> of that particular pile <laughs> and uh and it's very i uh, find it it's very difficult yeah. <laughs> and i don't oh, always like making jokes about it no but, um <laughs> It's, uh, <laughs> but it's fascinating to me. Like part of the part of the reason why I'm enjoying it mm. is is really just like being part of this group of people that also play fighting games and have mm. been playing it for a lot longer than I have. I mean, I played, you know, Street Fighter Two and Mortal Kombat yeah. back in the nineties, and yeah. I had 
I think I, ha- I had Street Fighter Alpha, and oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> that was maybe the last one that I got. I never played EX Plus. I never played oh, did you Alpha not? Two. I never played Third Strike. Um, so, and I never bothered with any of the Mortal Kombat's after Mortal Kombat Two. So, the only game that I played between Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, and and now mm. was uh soul blade as it was known on the ps1 yeah i got that game and i loved it i played it fucking constantly (laughs) i loved it to death i played it with every character absolutely loved it but one of the but like nobody else had it like nobody at my school most people hadn't heard of it it was one of these games that came out and just like i seemed to be the only person that, (laughs) that had it yeah and played it so I loved it, but then after that, like I just never played, never touched fighting games again. Yeah, getting into it now and and being around people that have been playing all the different fighting games for all <laughs> this amount of time and watching the online tournaments and things like this, yeah, I'm just like, oh, like these people have no lives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got it. You got it. You got it. I love. Do you know what I really love in games? It's like the layers of nerd. Who's the most nerdy? Who's got yeah, the least yeah, yeah. least amount of life than the other? <laughs> or within within the sphere of game? And you're like, well, at least I'm not. At least I don't play. You know, League of Legends. Or Jesus. <laughs> yeah. At least I'm not World of Warcraft nerd levels. Do you know what I mean? But that, that's the weird thing. It's like nobody <laughs> seems like a nerd in the fighting games. Yeah. Arena. Even though everyone, you definitely have to be, you know, to have yeah. like more than a passing interest in yeah, any yeah, game, yeah. really, especially like something that has a, an online element or a competitive element. You kind of have to be a nerd to, mm. to really dive further and further into it. Yeah. But for some reason, fighting games seem to attract a completely different type of yes. gamer altogether. Well, it's like the it's like football statisticians, aren't they? They're less, they're not usually right, seen yeah, as yeah, yeah. as nerdy, right? Because it's something a bit different. It's because of the tone of voice. You're like, well, of course, like last last year, <laughs> yeah, Blackburn yeah. went out with two hundred, and the goal difference was seven point two on theirs. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. any other any other discipline, you'd be like, all right, spotty, <laughs> all right, boy, chill out, you know. But with that, it's like, oh, very sage, I'm yeah, marvelous. Yeah. But I think like the thing is with fighting games is like it's got it's grassroots in the arcade scene and in like people who perhaps didn't have that much money that many pennies to rub together and what you do is you go down to the arcade with your change and you meet up with all your mates and it's social and and you're you're hanging out and you you know it's much more personality based and stuff i think that's part of it it's not all of it but it is part of it but like it's interesting you saying like you went off you didn't play them for a while Mm-hmm. Um, if you ask me, like I've been playing them, you know, I've been playing. I think I played International Karate Plus on the Commodore sixty four. Oh yes, when I was like I don't know eight or something. Yeah. And then every Street Fighter and every three uh, D fighter on the PlayStation, and you know every you know yeah. all all the Souls, all the Soul Caliber Blades and all that, yeah. and Tekken and Virtua Fighter and friggin' Battlerina to Shinden. You know, <laughs> it's oh, just man, so stupid. Yeah. That's it. But like. Sick. Bushido Blade, of course. Ergies. And, um, Do you remember that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, Ergies. Was it <laughs> Champion of the Ring or Master of the Ring or something? Oh, I can't remember. Bloody Just Raw. I had bloody, the demo for yes, Bloody Raw. I love yes. that. Rival schools. Yeah. You know, and, Rival uh, schools, yeah. Like, but if you ask me when I started playing fighting games, I'd say about 10 years ago. Because it's that thing of like, I, I saw Forum on something awful, Forums, back when they were a thing. They yeah. had a game sub-forum. And there was a thread just about... Here's how you actually play. Uh, I'll tell you why it happened. It's because Street Fighter 4 came out. Right. Um, I actually did, went and did a shoot against TM of um, Ono. Oh, um, nice. And in this little arcade underground. I didn't know how to play, but you, you, had, you got to have a game against him and stuff. And I, I yeah. bought Street Fighter 4, and I think they were promoting Super Street Fighter 4 because new characters are in it. Yeah. And um, and I thought, oh, I'm, I'm getting my ass beat. I don't know what I'm doing Like online. I can only... Because that was the first time you could actually play, I'd actually played online with a right. fighting game. Because before yeah, that, yeah. I was like a kid and there was nothing. The only person yeah. I ever played was my mate who lived down the road and we played all, all those games together. We didn't know what we were doing. We just played yeah. each other a lot and that was it. You know, so it was, there was never a scene because also I lived in the middle of the countryside as well when I was a kid. So like, yeah. there's just no chance. There's no arcades, nothing like that. Yeah. And like, 
I found this thread that said, here's why you're getting your ass beat. Here are some basic concepts in fighting games. And I'd never heard of any of them. <laughs> like That's the, how I feel now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's where you are now, right? Like, when it's your turn to attack, what, does a turn? I have to take turns. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, what pokes are, like how you, like, put your, when you, you know, poking your hands and legs out to hit them at the right spot and how to control space on the screen, all this stuff. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. I've never heard of any of this. And then you start using it and you're like, Oh my god, it's like a proper mind blown gif. What's the one? Is it from the Tim and Eric show? Oh yeah, yeah. It's just that. Like I didn't, I couldn't believe it. I've been playing these games for like I don't know, twenty five, thirty years almost, and not didn't even realize this this whole layer of mechanics underneath existed at all. Mm. And that was it. And then I was just in, and then I'm just. just well, that you know. uh, it's funny that you mentioned that, isn't it? Because fighting games are really shit. Yes. Uh, telling you yes. <laughs> that yes. there is this whole underlying system. Yes. There's an entire meta that, you know, isn't visible. Yeah. It's yeah. not visible, no, it's basically. Not. Unless it's not. you unless you like see the matrix. Um <laughs> exactly. you know, you just would have no idea whatsoever. It's wild because they don't tell you anything. And no. I remember trying to do a there's combo a lot of games have combo trials where you the it's like a separate challenge mode where do this combo. Yeah. Uh, with this character and you have one for each character and those have been in it since you know street fighter ex i remember playing those street fighter ex ones and just going well this one isn't possible because i'm doing it and it's not working so it must be broken because i have no idea why this i'm doing the moves it says yeah i'm doing them as fast as i can with my human fingers and it's just not <laughs> working i don't this one must just be broken but it's yeah. because there's underlying concepts i had no idea of so I just and it didn't tell you there's no like no. hints or a training tutorial that says it's, it's not working because of this it just didn't tell you so if you yeah. didn't know that's it just you, what you're gonna do I'm, I'm a kid i'm like a 17 year old in his bedroom in the middle of the countryside like going what the fuck do i do this <laughs> fucking hell man fighting and, games and i think that's what contributes to the uh the culture around it, the slightly gatekeeping exclusive culture a that can bit, yeah, happen. A bit. You know? um, so did you ever play Absolver? Bringing it back to oh, yes. Absolver. Yes, I did. I absolutely loved that game, man. I really did. Ah, did Absolver you? Absolver sick. It's such a cool idea. Yeah. Such a cool idea, like all those concepts coming together and having people, you know, in that sort of post, what, what's a really, like, really wanky academic term for that like faux academic term like post souls uh, <laughs> sort of async you know, multiplayer drop in drop out multiplayer elements to it right yeah like a yeah. post souls inspired mechanic yeah. like that and it was co- really cool in that and like yeah i loved that game because you could just wander around you had the missions you had the sort of semi-open world structure yeah it's a funny one because it wasn't just uh it wasn't just a, a straight up competitive multi uh, fighting game. No. It was. It sort of had this. Um, yeah, it had this sort of semi open kind of mm, almost RPG kind of aspect to it. I suppose yes. because you yeah. would wander around, you would meet different characters, you would fulfill different tasks, you would get items, you would yeah. learn new skills. Um, but the real bread and butter, I think, of that game. Uh, and I feel like everybody knows this by now, but the real bread and butter of that game is like, it's, it's building your character, right? Building yes. your 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 fight deck, as yeah, it were. Yeah. And it felt more like I almost wish, you know, it was kind of coming out now. Mm. Um, you know, where there's more precedent for for things like deck builders and yeah or or roguelike games that utilize uh tabletop deck building mechanics yeah as part of of the of the gameplay so you know the game doesn't need to be a card game necessarily but it uses those kind of uh features in order to adapt the gameplay and it's all based around like a cyclical kind of like you play again and you again and you learn something new every time. Yeah. Um, and, but the random element sort of never really goes away. No. And um, yeah, I, I kind of like, yeah, I almost wish it was, it was, it was new now. Yeah. Uh, people were coming to it kind of going like, oh shit. Okay. So this is a game in which like, there's more 
planning and thinking to be done away from the battlefield yeah um yeah so that when you're in it you know you're you're it's what you guys often tell me about learning fighting games is you get to a point where you kind of just relying on that muscle memory yes you just you know the reads you know what to look out for you know how to react and you're almost just uh pulling out the different jigsaw pieces as the game is going on yeah like oh this person's doing okay right now this is where i go and then it's like branches off depending on if you have to adapt in a yeah they call it the uh, mental stack yeah yeah and that's and that I think is really crucial to Absolver. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think you're saying about it like coming is one of those ahead of its time things because these days you could do you could you could stick it on PlayStation Plus. You could pop it out there, and it would have then it would have that kind of um, that lifeline of online support that it needed. It needed a constant, you know, uh, sort of online presence that you would get now with something yeah. like putting it on playstation plus yeah. and that would i think it would have lasted longer and also people are more um just people are more online with games now they, they the idea is more sort of accepted these mm-hmm. games that you just you, you're always especially gonna be online now with. yeah like with the pandemic like yeah oh yeah that too. the <laughs> number of people that are now go you know migrating over to to online mm. gaming is like massive i mean it was already big but it's so much bigger now i'd love to but, see it yeah it's interesting about what you were saying about yeah cultivating uh, an online community for mm. a fighting game because the impression mm. that i get is that a lot of fighting games will suffer like a big drop off so a new street fighter will come out everyone will buy it because it's new street fighter yeah like <laughs> we all love street fighter everyone will yeah. buy it and then you know within six months to a year you know you've kind of you've you could probably bank on losing like a fairly Mm. substantial amount of players because it takes a lot of commitment it does yeah so do you how do you feel this is a really weird question to be asking (laughs) on a podcast that's all right hit me to my friend who is a photographer (laughs) and podcaster not a fighting game developer but like (laughs) I'm uh, like I wonder what what fighting games will do next or try to do in order to to try to bring more people uh, keep more people around. Yeah. Cuz I don't think any of them have a major issue bringing people in, you know, Mortal no. Kombat, Tekken, Street Fighter, huge franchises that're mm. always going to sell millions of copies. But you get around to things like Evo or the Capcom Pro Tour and things like this and suddenly the pool of players, you're not looking at 10 million players around the world. You're looking no. at 2 million players. Yeah. And that's everyone. Yes. <laughs> you know? yeah. <laughs> so it's like... <laughs> yeah. It, I think it's like... There's a lot of little bits. I think what they've been trying to do, like when Street Fighter V came out, their idea was that they'd simplified things a lot and they'd yeah. made it easier to play. But... Um, and also there's another game coming out called Guilty Gear Strive, which is, uh, in terms of how to execute the moves in there is, is going to be easier. Guilty Gear is, um, an anime fighter series that is Mm kind of notoriously difficult to play. And it has like mad loads of mad systems in there that they'll work into locking with each other. Uh, as well as like just actually doing the moves requiring you sitting in the training mode for a long time to get uh, yeah, I mad heard, hyper I fingers on it, right? saw hundreds of messages in our WhatsApp group when the beta was live <laughs> last weekend or a couple of weeks ago and I just had no fucking idea what you were yeah, talking about. What are they sort of talking about? All the, like, all the acronyms for all the yeah, different yeah. systems. And this is simplified, remember. <laughs> um, but the I think personally i feel like going down it's fine to go down that route and make a a fun game but i think if you're doing that to get casual or let's call them new people into Mm -hmm. the game people like me right people who will come and play story mode quote unquote love street fighter and mortal Kombat. yeah largely for you know pop cultural reasons rather than like yes oh i'm sick at this game yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like how do you convince people? And I think if you look at something, how do you convince people to 
go from like I just want to pick this up and have fun to to saying to them you're gonna have to actually work at it to have fun at it it just sounds like a fucking and it is the reason it sounds like a terrible idea because it is a terrible idea <laughs> right but like if you think about let's look at also yeah, <laughs> yeah go on go on, no, go on. <laughs> also it's like it's like you have to work at this game to never have fun at it like ever <laughs> You'll never have fun. You'll either you'll either win a game uh, or more than likely you'll lose a game, but none of it will ever feel fun. That's, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? I think that's also a, a, something that where it, it jars a little bit because these are games that were built in an offline space, built in arcades, yeah. right, 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 yeah, uh, and meant to be played like that. And they and because they haven't changed necessarily, not you know apart from, you know, various minor differences, really, you know, in terms of, like, the technicality. They haven't changed as to what they are since Street Fighter 2. Yeah. So they're still made for offline. They're still made to sit next to your mate and play them. Like, got yeah. pretty much all fighting games. Are. And when you do that, even if you're getting bad, it's so much fun. And it's the, yeah. the feeling is so different. You come away from, like, like, fuck, I've been playing this for seven hours. And if you do that online... It's 2 a.m. and you go to bed thinking, I hate, I fucking hate myself. I could have had so much sleep. <laughs> yeah. You do that in, on a Sunday with your mates. You meet up and you play seven hours of Street Fighter. It's, it's brilliant. It's yeah, so yeah, good. Yeah. You know, or, or even at a turn of luck, a tournament, anything like that. That's, they're made for that, really. Like, essentially. Yeah, yeah. That's true. But, um, That's true. But, like, the other thing I was going to say is, like, you, if you look at um, free-to-play first-person shooters and battle royales and that sort of thing, you you know people get routinely bad in that you you drop out the little airship of the, whatever game it is yeah. you land you go oh where's the pistol oh I'm dead but, <laughs> you know and then you're like oh uh, you creep around for 14 minutes and you think I think there's a guy over there and you get shot you get sniped yeah, and you're yeah, dead yeah. and you have to start again right <laughs> yeah but every time you do that you get a little tick box after the game like post game you get some XP and it says like. Uh, you walked 400 steps. Uh, that's yeah, another yeah, 200 yeah. XP. Uh, you know, fire, pick up four shotguns. That's another yeah. 200 XP. And then, oh, I've leveled up on my battle pass, and now I get a new skin, or I get a new color for this yeah. particular character, or I get a sticker, a spray that's like a bullet yeah. with an angry face, or whatever. Right? <laughs> like you get stuff. So you yeah. don't. So you come away from that, and you're thinking, well, I've I got something out of that. Yeah. Even if you have a stinker, right? You don't yeah. have that in a fight. In a fight game, you don't go like, "Are oh, you through fourteen hard kicks? Yeah. Have like there are no... have some pink hair for guile." There are no rewards. Why can't I get pink hair for guile? For fuck's sake! <laughs> but you, do you know what I mean? Like there are, yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, yeah. The reward is getting your ass beat. You're welcome. Yeah. You know, and I, mean? I think that's another thing. It's like you can you can die a hundred times in Warzone, uh -huh. um, but you you can still run around and, f and shoot your gun. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. A fighting game feels so much more personal when you <laughs> take a, a kick in because you yeah. literally have to sit there while someone just beats you to death. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, throws and, in a couple and, of and you're trying to fight back and you can't. And it's like, that's why it's so tough. Right? And, pe that's and people aren't so used tough. to that. As a no. game, you're used to being, even if you do badly, you're used to being given exactly, some sort of reward exactly. or even yeah. hard, hard games in inverted commas. There's, you know, you can restart. There'll be a checkpoint, or there's some sort of progress normally, yeah. and you'll you'll go through and you'll get, or the game will give you. Look, think about something like Resident Evil Four, right? It had a dynamic difficulty system in there, yeah. So it'd be a tough game, but if you ran out of some bullets, the next round the corner, the next enemy you killed, they'd drop you some shotgun shells, or yeah. or you'd open a box and there'd be a, a few more bullets in there than there would have been if you'd have not struggled in that area, and it's all like. Mm -hmm there to help you feel like you know the, the the whole concept of most game designs is to make you feel good and like you're doing well yeah right and that is yeah. just not what you'll get so when people come to fighting game and they're just an online or multiplayer <laughs> and it's just none of that's there because the other person isn't a dev trying to make you feel better it's someone no beating you someone down. going how can i balance this game yeah. to make it harder so that the character that you're good at using now gets nerfed <laughs> suddenly yeah <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. So, so I know like you know. everyone's talking about Cami at the moment in Street Fighter Five, and our yeah. friend Will has just started playing, and he's yeah. using Cami, and yeah. he's and he's and he's going, oh yeah, like you can do these tips, and it and it's really good, and everybody knows that it's only a matter of time before mm. Cami gets nerfed, and then as soon as that happens, it's like suddenly everyone's everyone who's just picked her up first. Yeah is like gonna be like oh fuck none of my shit works anymore (laughs) so you're just gonna have to either just learn again from scratch or like just yeah play it i got excited because i play ken and i obviously i'm not very good but i got excited yeah because the 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 update came out and it was like oh ken's been buffed and he's actually Mm. quite good now Mm. but at my level uh you can't really use it yet i can't really use it (laughs) and at, at any higher level if i play a higher person so if I play, so I'm rookie level at the moment. But if I play someone who's like ultra bronze, for yeah. example, they are good enough to know all of Ken's shit, mm. including the uh, the the buffs. Yeah. So it's like suddenly <laughs> it makes it worse. Like it makes it harder. It's like oh, they've made the character easier to play with. <laughs> I'm like, well, I I play that character and I don't think it's any easier. <laughs> I, I found it harder since yeah. since the update, but it's just one of those things, isn't it? God, yeah. Everyone's like, world. oh, you just do this now. It's like yeah. someone coming around who knows DIY and you don't. You oh, go, well, man. they've made Honestly, this a lot easier. Sometimes actually. when we're in our WhatsApp group and you guys are just going like, Robbie, you just like, just do these things. Just do these <laughs> things. And I'm sat at home and I'm sure you've been there. I'm sat at home just like looking at my phone, like, like just pure fucking... Like what do you mean epileptic with rage just like oh you think this is that fucking simple do you you think I can just do it <laughs> <laughs> you've just spent an hour kicking my ass <laughs> Robbie why didn't you just do this yeah GG's mate GG's oh yeah cheers lads nice one thanks <laughs> GG's you're getting better mate you're getting better oh am I am I <laughs> I got better I, I got better in those six games I just lost against you <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 lovely little stickers for you, my friend. I know it's great fun. <laughs> I still love it. I'm going to go and play some after this. Yes. We have gone for an hour, Gary, so um, I won't keep you any longer. I know you have lots of uh, dad things to be getting up to this afternoon. Oh, yeah. But thanks very much. You're welcome. Thanks for having me on. Today on the forecast. Um, Do you want to just plug all of your uh, bits and bobs again? Yeah, mate. People at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So most of it goes through making games is fun on twitter it's there's only one g in it because you can't fit two g's in the name it's too long <laughs> it's an absolute pain in the ass so it's making games is fun or one uh, word no it's not uh, making aims no yeah <laughs> making i love making games do you <laughs> me too um uh, so that's how you get me on there and then if you stick making games is fun in the youtube channel there's there's loads of bits on there there's uh the free roam series which i'm doing um, I've done one there's, there's a very sporadic series that I've literally done one of but there is one more in the works but not for a few months yet uh, called and that's just called Making and that's where I interview some devs yeah ooh, very it's, it's like three dots you know like, you know, like love is <laughs> um, and that's just about like I do a little deep dive into the making of a particular game so I did it with a game called Rookie which is made by Polygon Treehouse. Uh, yes, it's a Switch game, right? Yeah, it's on PC as well. And nice. they, they're lads, uh, two lads who are both art directors who came from Guerrilla Games, and they mm. worked on like Killzone back in the day. And so they really know their stuff, and they made this really lovely point and click. So that video is about like how did they modernize that? So you, you know, all, all the kind of the ball lakes you get in like Monkey Island and those old ones. We're like, how did I know I was supposed to use the chewing gum on the on the tree on the palm tree you know that kind of shit yeah, yeah, yeah. how they sort of get rid of all that and make it a, a modern thing we, we chatted about that and that's a, a i just put loads of effort into the production of those so they're like little feature pieces and there is one more i'm not going to tell you what the other one is yet because it's 
in case it doesn't work, to be quite honest. But it's also a bit okay. of a secret. But there is another Magic. one coming on that. But there's other bits and bobs there. So. Well, lovely. Well, uh, uh, you can go and find all of Gary's shit um, <laughs> on the internet. And you can also see all of our shit at Devolver Digital on Twitter, on Instagram. You can join the Discord. Uh, just go Discord, type in Devolver Digital. You'll find some shit on there. We've got a forecast channel, so you can come in there and talk to me about the forecast or not. Um, <laughs> and, uh, oh, I might as well uh, just throw this out there, Gary. I don't know if even you know about this, but June the 12th. June the 12th. June will be this year's Devolver Digital uh, E3 press conference, oh. which is very exciting. Nice. Uh, so look out for more info about that. <laughs> uh, and ah. we'll see you later. Say goodbye, Gary. Thank you. Goodbye. Yay. Okay. Devolver.